Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Jane doesn't mind an apartment with no elevator. Five flights of stairs is five flights of cardio. Bob is a little less enthusiastic about stairs. I hate stairs. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle renters and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Jane and Bob found an apartment that's a four-story walk-up. And Bob? Yeah, there's a freight elevator she doesn't know about. What were you talking about? Oh, uh, nothing. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. Don't let it stand there in the cold Don't let it fall into a hole with someone You know Don't let it down in the cold Don't let it fall into Ooh, I love this. Can't get out of bed. That's the Charlatans song. We are the Sklar Brothers. That is Charlatans. Charlatans, very good. We are the Sklar Brothers, and uh, we are so happy because on today's show, View from the Cheap Seats, we've got Sarah Tiana. She is one of the funniest comedians. We know one of the best roast battlers and roast joke writers, and mm-hmm. she is uh, mm-hmm. knows her sports. She Fonda do. just gab sports with her. It's really great. Um, we'll talk to her about that uh, later, about a ton of great stuff. We're going to get into breaking down Fergie's ridiculous national anthem at the, uh, at the All-Star Game, or maybe it was the greatest one ever. Uh, we'll talk about a bunch of other things. Um, and, but first, we're going to touch on this moment that happened. Uh, this is our top take. The moment that happened where the woman from Fox News, I don't even know her name, Laura Ingram. I confuse her with Dr. Laura. <laughs> is that wrong? Person. Is that wrong? It's the same human being. Anytime, and I'm, com- I'm constantly confusing these two people. So essentially, she went on a rant, and she's I'm claiming I go on, the, on these rants all the time. It's Laura Ingram. She went on a rant where she essentially said to athletes like LeBron. If well, LeBron was making comments about, about the president. Yeah. Which, by the way, free country, we're allowed to do that. That's one of the great things about America. If you don't like the president, you can voice your dissent. You know who shuts down people voicing their dissent? People who have something to hide and people who don't think that they are capable of being criticized. Well, now she's saying there was no racial intent in her. And, and she her- said, shut up and dribble. To these yeah. NBA players. She actually said a lot. Okay. Her defense of it is ridiculous. It's almost as bad as what she said. It's almost she said, I've been saying that forever. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm quoting my own thing from my book 19 years ago, Shut Up and Sing. You all know that. Shut no one knows it. <laughs> no one, no one read, knows Shut Up and Sing. No one read Shut Up and Sing, and even Shut Up and Sing is pejorative. I don't even love the song Shut Up and Dance with Me. Mm-hmm. That's not a great song. You don't tell people to shut up. I tell my kids not to say it to each other, and they do it all the time, and it drives me crazy. So here's the thing that was shut up and dribble is is essentially the same thing that everybody is telling the NFL players. Get up and play. Don't kneel down. You don't have a voice. Stand up. And I, I don't want to hear your – and they I don't say it to hear, actors all the time too. I don't want to hear this. What as, makes them what, – what, what are the qualifications that are different from LeBron than for the president? None. What has he done before By this? By the way, LeBron What is, gives him the right to have po- political views? None. This is what happens when you – this is what she said. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. Keep the political commentary to yourself or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. So I, this – this is you, – you can say it's not racially charged. You you can say that, but there was a parenthetical I wrote in 2003 Edward. a New York Times bestseller called Shut Up and Sing, she said on her show on February 16th. I've used that very – How about you just shut up? Yeah. How about How, you, you just, just shut, shut up. the hell up? You have no right. By the way, LeBron James is unlike Charles Barkley, and I love Barkley, but unlike Charles Barkley, said, I want to be a role model. I Kids see me as a role model. I have – 
tons of Twitter followers. I have tons of people who follow everything that I he do. Is and I'm accepting the responsibility. He is a guy who who came from not a lot, mm-hmm. and he has made himself into single mom. Raised this kid up, and I think in his own brain, he said to himself, "I." Don't want people to go through without whatever guidance I had or didn't have growing up. And he did have some great guidance growing up. He had a great – if you saw that special that – that uh, the, boy, the boys club coach who coached that team all the, the way up through the, high coach school, through the high school years was, was an, a, an unbelievable presence in LeBron's life. Plus he had other people that were in his life, and so he was lucky in that way. And he said, I want to be that person to other people. I'm not saying LeBron is a perfect guy. We're not saying he is the only person who can be a role model, but he certainly qualifies – he qualifies. He made him. He he did more for his life. He's made more money out of where he came from to where he ended up than Donald Trump has. When you think about it, mm-hmm. and he's a media mogul, and he's he worked, got like four TV shows on right now. He's built up an empire. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's on the back of what he's been able to do as a phenomenal athlete. That's the thing that's made him famous. And upon that, he has been able to create all those other things, all the other opportunities of his life. But it is a skill and it is a talent. It's something the Kardashians don't have. They don't have a skill or a talent that's that world-class and that high level, no. and yet we listen to them. So why can't these guys say what they want to say about politics? If you don't like it, you can say don't listen to it. You can tell other people who are your fans to be like, Hey, well, I don't he- agree with this comment that he made. And I- but he's allowed to say it because we're in America. That's a free country. When you start squashing people's opinions just because they're different than yours, then you are – making it a totalitarian society that is no longer a democracy. And I would say, and I, I'm not even telling you to shut up and not talk about basketball. You want to talk about basketball and make whatever mistake you're going to make when you talk about basketball? Go ahead. Say it. By the way, he didn't leave high school early. No. He finished high school, you fucking dummy. You dumb idiot. And we're allowed to say you're a dumb idiot. A, because you are a dumb idiot. And you are allowed to have that opinion and say it on the air. We're allowed to say you're a dumb idiot. You can turn around to LeBron and say... I disagree with you. You sound like an idiot. I'm not a fan. You sound stupid. You're allowed to say that, but you're not allowed to say shut up because the second you silence people, that's when you start to become undemocratic. Mm-hmm. So our message to you, Dr. Laura, is it Dr. Laura? I still can't tell. You're a dumbass. You're a dumbass with a mouthpiece. And you deserve all the negativity that comes your way right now for doing that. You deserve the backlash. Now, you're not going to get it from your fans, but you're going to get it from the rest of the and world. And I got news for you. The NBA is where it's at. The NBA is an organization that went down to Charlotte and it said, we're not going to have our all-star game there because you have these fucked up bathroom laws. They're woke. So they're they're woke. woke as fuck. You're woke as fudge. Vanilla fudge. Get out of here. Before we come back, uh, we'll, we'll pay some bills and then we'll come pay back. Pay some bills. This is The Hurt by Cat Stevens. Uh, Sarah Tiana on the Sarah show. Sarah Tiana on the flip side. Enjoy it. We'll be back. Guys, with the bustling holiday season well underway, ready-to-eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand, and our good buddies at Factor, they got it. They shop, they prep, they cook, they deliver to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays. How good does that sound? Minus the hassle, that sounds even better. Plus, you know, you got 34 meals per week. Gourmet Plus, Keto, which I've been doing and I love, Calorie Smart Vegan Plus Veggie, and 36 Plus Weekly Add-ons. You'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. My mouth is watering. I can't even do this ad. 
Our holidays, look, they're jam-packed. I know yours are too. Everyone's looking down the barrel of like so much busy time. If you got two minutes, you get the factor meals. They're super easy to prepare. And all of a sudden you're having like a restaurant quality meal in your own home. It's cheaper than going out. As we mentioned, 34 meals per week, 36 plus at add-on options. It's amazing. It's cheaper than dining out. Take that money that you save from from not going out and spending money at a restaurant and spend it on the holidays, on gifts and stuff. Special occasion meal, Gourmet Plus, perfect solution. If you're looking for that, upscale. Their options are done easy. It's amazing. Look, here's what you do. Head to go.factor75.com slash sklar60. Use the code sklar60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code sklar60 at go.factor75.com slash sklar60 to get 60% off your first box. I'm telling you, this factor thing is amazing. You'll be amazed at how much time and money you save, and we all need that as we roll into the holidays. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. View from the Cheap Seats. So happy to have our friend on. She knows so much about sports. She was on our sports comedy pilot that we did for uh, Comedy Central a while back. And she's just, she's really like so fun just to, to. We just are, we want her to come on the podcast just an excuse to hang out. Just to hang out with her. Please welcome, uh, I would say, Roast Battle Queen, Sarah Tiana. Hi, Sarah. Are you a semifinalist? Roastest with the mostest. That's what I call myself. On the first televised tournament that was in Montreal, I remember we were at, in Montreal that weekend mm-hmm. and, and doing shows ourselves. I and ran every one of my jokes by you. I loved it. You <laughs> let us come behind the curtain and yeah. we tried to give you a few things. This is what I love about yeah. you is like we gave you a couple of like yeah. tiny tags that you then used Absolutely. live pre, pre-fight that you got Earl Skakel off his game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you oh, got yeah. him off his game because oh, yeah. they, you were great. You were great. Yeah, that's, and I didn't run the ones by Mike Lawrence by you, and I feel like that's why I lost. Oh, man, he's tough. He's so tough to be He's about. tough. Yeah, if I, anybody could go up against him, it's you. It's so yeah. – it's comedy pugilism and, like, the great verbal violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's new jokes. Is. you got to remember new jokes, and you got to hit them. Yeah, right people right. don't realize that, like, you have 10, 15 jokes – Swimming around in your brain, and you're just picking. That's it. But it would be. Out. But it would be like a team going to the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. and saying, suddenly hey, saying, "Forget new- everything we did this whole year. We're going to run a box and one now." Right. And you're like, "Wait, we haven't studied that defense." Right. And maybe you run it to perfection. Mm-hmm. But maybe you don't. Kind of like what Alabama did against Georgia in the I, second half. I, I know. It was oh very weird. So I but know that's you're, the best way to do it. You're a huge George Dogs uh, football fan and Georgia sports. Sick. Just all mm-hmm. huge, huge fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that must have been really hard. First of all, you must have loved the playoff because that, first of all, the game oh. against Oklahoma, in my opinion, that was, was the all game. I cared about. That was the game. That, that was, was the game. I wish that was the national championship game yeah. because it felt like it. To me, your championship game against Alabama was like, oh, this is another SEC game. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. But, like, why does the rest of the country give a shit? It doesn't. Nobody. I would have much rather seen that Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Versus- Look, and Alabama won because they're the best team because they recruit the best players. Now, Georgia's kind of coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a great recruiting season, so we were number one in the the recruiting draft this year. But, like – I mean, if you, whenever I see an Alabama on the se- like a senior on the Alabama team, I'm like, what did you do wrong? Did yeah. you like fail? Why are you? Yeah. Or did you did you piss you, off the coach? Yeah. Like, why is there a senior still on well, the team? So, you want to hear something crazy? What I heard uh, about Alabama and how they are selling themselves to—they're actually using like CTE and sort of how you get banged up. 
And they're like, we have so many great running backs, we aren't going to run you into the ground. Look at oh. Leonard Fournette, who, by the way, had a great season, mm-hmm. but was dinged up a little bit for Jacksonville. Okay. They're like, we're not going to run you into the ground. We're actually, you come to Alabama, you're going to be fresh for the NFL. Like, you're as good as you are, we'll make you great, but then you won't get so many reps that you're screwed. Wow, I love That's that. an unbelievable recruiting idea. tactic yeah. out on the trail. Yeah. Nick Saban, I mean, you got to respect yeah. Nick Saban, but I mean, you don't but have were to you like him. okay? No, but were there's you, a reason him and Bill Belichick are friends. Like they are like the evil soulless empire, douchebags, but they belong together. Who own they it. deserve each other. Yeah. So you, so were you, was there shades of the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl all over again? As you're watching this national championship game, you're like, we're up. What were you up? Thirteen nothing or no? Uh, at yeah. The half. The it was half. like thirteen nothing, and I was like. Everybody who was didn't have a dog in the race yeah. was like, okay, "Go Georgia, go!" I said, "Go Georgia, go!" But I'm like, Alabama's going to come back and win yeah. this game. Oh yeah, I but mean, you didn't know how. I don't think, I don't think I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't expect it to be a blowout. I didn't. I mean, I fully expected to lose that game. I felt like <laughs> we gave everything we had in Oklahoma, and all I wanted to do was beat Baker Mayfield. Like I, mean, I was at the Rose Bowl. I saw mm-hmm. him warming up in our end zone before yeah. the game, and I was like, Cocky "Oh, I hope he hell. trips. I hope he trips." <laughs> I hope he falls, like, has to swallow his helmet. And, <laughs> but, really land uh, on a dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> land on a dick. <laughs> no, he's not Tim Tebow. He oh, wouldn't okay. do that. Yeah. But Praise God. He, yeah. So he was, and he was like catching the ball in our end zone. That was what he was doing during the pre, like, like getting to in the way of our yeah. wide receivers who it. were practicing. And then he ended up catching a pass in that end oh, zone. Oh, that's right. And so I was like, oh, that's why he was practicing. He can say so it, to but speak. you know, he got what he deserved. A <laughs> loss, and By I hope way. he loses money in the draft. Oh, oh come on! He, I, I know. Do you think he is Johnny Manziel reincarnated, or is he better? His his players seem to respect him more uh, than I think the players respected Johnny. Football. I don't I put think, away your hate. Put, put away your hate and, and just objectively think judge about him. him as a player. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Huh, that's hard. I haven't done that okay. before. I actually have never looked I at never him put as a away human. My hate. <laughs> uh, well, what, I'm not a true Southern woman up? if I put that away. What's up? Uh, my hate goes with my to-go cup when yeah. I drink and leave <laughs> the party. Yeah, it's my it's my to-go my ride cup. Yeah, my ride cup. Uh, it's the bandana. Uh, yeah, you I don't, don't like know, anything you know about what I mean? <laughs> the old I'm sick for the net. You know, for these. They grab games. your crotch against. Kansas. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, Kansas. Yeah. Don't be grabbing your crotch against Kansas. Kansas. That'd be I like know, someone on the Kansas basketball team grabbing their crotch when they played like um, UC Lafayette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, UC Lafayette. Yeah. University of Missouri. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody. But, but it's so so I actually think he may be a good NFL quarterback. I think if he's if he's smart, he tries to say and position himself as I'm the next Russell Wilson or I'm the next Russell Wilson or I'm the next Drew Brees. He should try and be a Drew Brees-esque player. That's where I think he'll succeed because he's only six feet tall, right? Right. And so, I mean, so and I say, oh, isn't that crazy? That's crazy If you're anymore. not six six, forget that, it. It's insane. So he's, I don't know how good he's going to be. And I don't know where he gets drafted. Now, yeah. who goes first? Do you think Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen goes first? Ugh. The Rosen one? Yeah, I guess. And if you don't say him, we will say you're anti-Semitic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. You know we're going to pull that out <laughs> I don't even really know. I really don't know. It's a pretty awesome the, draft. The other, the other part is 
he could be good or bad depending on what team he goes to. True. Because System. it takes the right coach. I mean, look, look what happened with Carson Wentz, right? Or I look mean, what you know what happened with Carson the Rams. Wentz could have been Carson. Sean McVay turned that Jared Goff into a superstar, and nobody thought last year we were like, oh, this Goff kid is not. He's no. probably not going to start next. You know. Uh, I mean, well, but the, the difference- thing is, the teams that need. Baker Mayfield the most may not have that guy. Like to right. me, Baker Mayfield needs to go to like the Jets, or Baker Mayfield needs oh. to go to even Cincinnati. Like that's Oof. a team that like needs yeah, a guy Andy like Dal- that. I think they're kind of done with Andy. Andy Dalton's Dalton. the best you can do is nine and seven. Get him out of there. Get some new blood in there and see what see what happens. Or I'd love to see him go if he drops a lot. What would be cool? And again, I know you hate him, but like what would be cool for for him would be get drafted by Pittsburgh, like, in the second round. Like, at the, or the bottom of the first round or top of the second round, get drafted by Pittsburgh as the guy to take over when Roethlisberger's right. Or, done. like, Green Bay, somebody like that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Raj. Come on. I mean, he is – how much do you love him? He's just the best. Yeah. I mean, he's really – The coolest, funny, yeah. and just, a, like, a totally good dude. Jay met him. I did. I met him, and he was a fan of Cheap Seats. Made me love him even more. <gasps> yes. Yeah. You're like, wow, Adam, saw him. that's so dope. You're like, do you? We got to get him on this podcast. We're working. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's no, he Sarah, he's no Sarah Tiana. Yeah, he's got plenty of time. <laughs> he does. Uh, so the Georgia thing must have sucked, and it reminds you. So are you watching the Super Bowl this year, as I'm <laughs> sure you did, and were you yeah. like – feeling it for Philadelphia going like here you go you guys are going to get screwed too they're going to come back and beat um, you as well they almost did they yeah, almost did it really seemed like uh, this funny po- so uh, I wrote a bunch of jokes for NFL honors mm-hmm. and one of them that I wrote that, that oh, let's hear didn't make it that I loved was uh, the Patriots always get to the Super Bowl because they just have so many weapons held up against the heads of referees <laughs> I love that yes. job. Come on, what else? What else? Give what us else? some more Give jokes. Us more oh from the end of the now I don't even work. remember. Um, so Riggle hosted it, right? Riggle hosted it. And you guys it. have a new podcast. We have a new podcast called, called Riggle's Picks. I, love I don't it. know how he got that. Yeah, it should have been Tiana's. Yeah, Tiana's Ticks. Yeah, Tiana's Ticks <laughs> and Riggle's, Riggle's Picks. Uh, Sorry, right, so you so that's a good one. Head to um, the heads of the referees. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't. Man, now I don't hard. even remember. Most of the ones we were writing for you, weren't we writing ones for you when you went to like some NFL? Oh thing? yeah, the big poppy rose. That the was when. Poppy rose that was, was when so I fun. wrote. Yeah, we talked about. Uh, I told Gronk that he's now officially the second most well hung tight end of Patriots history. Mm, yeah. That Aaron was Rogers right after would be the first. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Hernandez Aaron. would be the first. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Joke and oh, how I, did it do? And then I, oh, yeah, I got groans, and then I was like, "Fuck you, he's a murderer!" <laughs> exactly. Really, you're gonna be on this uh, guy's oh, side? Oh, this is Sorry. what you're gonna groan about? Yeah. I said, "Oh, Anthony Mackey is here tonight because um, we needed somebody to be racist to, and Adam Jones had a game tonight." Ah! Uh, <laughs> That's right. Oh, they all literally they called me a whore for like two hours, and, I, and so I opened with by saying, "Y'all are giving me a lot of credit. Like my list of sexual partners is a lot like Dustin Pedroia. It is embarrassingly short." Ah! Oh, that's a great <laughs> joke. It's a great opener. That is a great joke because you great make fun opener. of yourself yes. and you cut him down. And is he yeah. up there? Is he there? Is he in the room? There? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he in the had room. gone on. Oh, he went on. You after couldn't me. see him, but he was standing up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yeah, man. I'm so mad that I don't remember. Thank any you, Dustin Pedroia. He's here. He's just behind the podium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Come on, much where were fun. we? Where were we doing that? There were so many with Gronk. I mean, I can't get him to go down on me unless I go, here comes the airplane. Um, because he's so young. He is a young, he's a young, dumb. Little, yeah, uh, I call the Gronk Cruise like a. 
even Jose Fernandez didn't want to go on that oh boat or something like God. that. I don't that remember. It was so like, harsh. it was super dark. That yeah. is so dark. But I was like, the problem, <laughs> the thing is that like people, yeah, they don't get mad because it's I mean, me. You can, you can make I can that, get away with a lot. You're so sweet. You can make those jokes. You can make that joke because uh, there was a lot of cocaine in this. Let's, <laughs> let's be 100% honest. Yes. Um, but, but I was literally watching that game and I'm sure you were at a Super Bowl party and I'm like, the Patriots come back? I know. No, uh, exactly. I watched them drive I back see. and I'm like, they're coming. Even when Brandon Graham stripped him, and I'm like, you guys better score here. Right. If you kick a field goal, they're going to come back and tie this game. And they right. almost threw it in the Like, when you think about the that last pass was not that far off. It bounced around and bounced up in the air, and I'm like, "This you could had a be shot, oh, yeah, yeah, the hell, yeah." yeah. Amendola like, dove over and like it bounced, but he was right there. It wasn't even like there was no one in position. They knocked it way away. It mm-hmm. was right there. Yeah, I mean, it's, and Brady threw for 500 yards. Have you have it's you seen insane. have you seen Bill Burr? I mean, like, do we know what his <laughs> yeah. attitude is at this point? Like, how who's he mad? Well, at? I haven't even seen. Oh, he's mad. Well, he's mad. He's at mad everything. at everybody, but like, who's <laughs> go he back mad and listen to this episode of our show? And yeah, he was what it is so mad at him. He's lazy. But I mean, my anger. question with him is: Is he mad? What's he angry at about for this? You know, about this Super Bowl? What can you be angry about at all? I mean, well, my I mean, boyfriend is a huge Patriots that's fan, right. he is. which is like such a deal breaker, you know. Yeah, so I mean, like, I go you... into the relationship knowing he's a cheater. But <laughs> that's okay. At least I have, you know, I have a heads up. I mean, and he goes in the relationship having videotaped you on other dates. <laughs> yes. Matt Walsh was videotaping <laughs> you on your other dates. He knew, he, he knows yes, your he system. Knows, he yeah. knows your moves. Exactly. Yeah, it's easy to score on you. Yeah. Why is it so easy to score <laughs> on you? He knows exactly. <laughs> Why are we writing more tags to him? Just we're Writing tags to your That's relationship. Great. I didn't even no, know. Are you, I hope you do this in your act. You I, should definitely talk about this. I don't do one. that whole thing. I Will just you please that. do that? Oh, come on, add these jokes to you. I want he's you to add these. Yeah, he's videotaped. He videotaped me with one. other partners. Okay. <laughs> Unknowingly, mm-hmm. he wasn't supposed to. Yeah, he knows all my schemes. Yeah. He uh, knows everything. He's, I'm very, he said to me when he first met me that I'm very easy to score. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's got to be like a comeback. Uh, yeah, you got to come 28 back to, to three or something. Yeah, but he, so, so he's a huge Patriots fan, and there's nothing you can do about it. No, there's nothing I can do about it at this point. Do you support him, or what do you? Do? I mean, I don't the even best know. thing is that he's a bigger Celtics and Red Sox fan and Syracuse basketball than yeah. he is Patriots. Okay, okay. so thank so you God. can tell him to tamp that down. You're allowed yeah. to get excited about, and you're not like a Hawks fan. I mean, no, not mm-hmm. really. I don't really like basketball. Did right. we ever tell our Dominique Wilkins story? What? We oh, did. we have a Dominique Wilkins brother, brother story. story. Dominique Wilkins brother, but it wasn't like the other. <laughs> wasn't the other brother who was like who played? No, it was. This was another. It was Wilkins like a brother. random Wilkins. Yeah, yeah like right. one of the weigh-ins that we've never met. Like yeah, exactly. Shmuley Wilkins. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, Shmuley. Like I'm even, sure that's even what it was. Cooper Manning has a higher profile than, than this, this Wilkins. Wilkins. Right. All right. So we were. <laughs> so we were in a movie called My Baby's Daddy, uh, nominated for three Oscars. Uh, um, no, Anthony Anderson. Eddie Griffin and Michael oh. Imperioli, and we played Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos, who was phenomenal. Was, Such a good dude. We spent time in Toronto, like four weeks on this movie, and we there got, was that time where we were like, we we're going to throw a party. a party in the apartment that they were because they mistakenly in. gave us a bigger apartment in a shitty hotel that was like around the corner from like a whorehouse, and <laughs> we're like, we're going to throw a huge party. We're going to invite everyone in the cast and the crew to come. The only person who showed up was Tiny Lister, you know that giant black dude from The Fifth Element who like oh, always looks like he's going to beat somebody. Like, I think so. so he yeah. showed up and we did, and he showed up and just talked about God all night with his like right. tiny Asian girlfriend. I'm yeah. like, do you break her in half? What, what is happening? going on yeah. over there? All right, so so we so myth. It's a myth. We're going to the CD release party 
of this because in the movie randy and i play a white rapping duo mm-hmm. it was course. originally just one white rapper but we came in and audition mm-hmm. we got it so is a white rapping duo called what were we called um double barrel double barrel because we're hot and black, hot and black on, on the inside, inside. Okay. that's right <laughs> So so we we came in and like we like recorded a song with like these guys I don't know what their name was but they were I don't know these these guys legit rap producers and they helped legit. us re- record a song for the album and we had a song in the movie and then they wanted us on the night of the CD release party they wanted us to get on stage and rap and rap the song from the movie oh, along with all the other people who sang in the city. we did they were like female like SWV like uh. singing groups and right. like they, that could actually like, legitimately like, do their thing. Like we're comedians, we're right. not rappers. And like, so we're backstage, and uh, God. and Dominic Dumb. Wilkins' brother comes in the green room, and he goes, "Hey, y'all, I saw you guys in the movie. That's great." He's like, "Well, we got a line of of sh- clothes." And oh, I didn't know what you were going to say. A line of cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. No, you got a line of clothes that I want that we want you to uh, check out. And you guys should put it on. You should wear it for the performance. And we're like, all right, we don't really have like oversized like. And that's kind of the joke of the characters. So that they're like these Dominique Wilkins, like knockoff Atlanta Hawks, 21 jerseys, giant jerseys. Wasn't he number 21? Yeah. And so good memory. So we're so we're backstage. And he gives them to us. He's like, yeah, man, enjoy. Gerald Wilkins is the brother that played. This was not Gerald Wilkins. No, anyway, it's another Wilkins. I just so, finally came to me. So we get on stage, and Randy and I have not rehearsed this song oh, enough. Okay. Uh, oh, which okay. is we did it like once, once or, or twice on a run through. It's at like Hollywood and Highland uh, where they do the Oscars. But uh, there's like a thousand people in this in this party. Thousand people, and we had some friends who came, and like they were down front for us. No one's down front. It was like the movie. Yeah, and we and we start rapping, and we're terrible, and we're off, and we can't catch up to the beat, and we. <laughs> I mean, it's like it was so unbelievably <laughs> embarrassing. I was waiting for someone on the record to be like on the scratch. It was Put the needle on the record. The need take the needle off the record is what people were like, saying. We're we've right. had bad sets. We all have had oh, yeah. bad sets of comedy, and you walk off stage going like, "Okay, here's what didn't work," and and this maybe is what it's we the can fix better next fault. time. Maybe it's the audience. They're, maybe it's us. Like, here's what we can fix for next time. There was no fixing. Right, there, this. You don't get a second chance. We're not good. We have to, no rap career to rap at the rap party. No, right. So we get off stage. We go back into the green room and Wilkins brother shows up in the green room. It's we, deathly quiet. And I mean, there are like of lots people. of people in there and no one's saying a word oh, to us. God. We're like the 12th person oh, on the no. bench who just like gave the turn. like Brian Scalabrini's brother. All right. So we're sitting on the edge, edge of the thing and he peeks his head and he's like, I'm going to need them shirts back. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we just slowly sh- take off these, these shirts, shirts that and he have gave to us. give them back, which, by the way, I'm glad I would uh, never I worn it another time. But shirt. we definitely did not earn those Wilkins knockoff jerseys. But uh, so you're not a, you're uh, not a Hawks fan. No. Can you adopt the Celtics and just root for them with him? Is that like something yeah, you can do? I don't mind. Yeah, yeah I went. We uh, we went to see the Celtics play the Lakers when mm-hmm. they. They were in town, mm-hmm. and then we went to the All Star game. Yeah, this, how was that? That was fun. really fun. So your boyfriend, though, that's a Black Super Bowl, man. It was it real is. fun. It is the Black Super it's Bowl. It's a Black Super it's Bowl. It's like the freak. All of celebrities events. come yeah. out. Tons of celebrities come out for it. It's so fun. And then Black Comedy rose in the front. Like it was like Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle. Like yeah. they were all sitting together. I'm, by the way, that is essentially like comedy royalty at this point. Oh yeah. Right now you think of who is like on top of the game. Right. Yeah. It's, it's all. I'm like, sorry, Nothing. LeBron, you're not the king tonight. I know. I know. Is you know what I mean? Like uh, they're all out to like, so in the, so you're there and you saw the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Can you put into words like how 
there are many stars in the league right now. Durant, without a doubt. Curry. Steph Curry, without a doubt. James Harden, without a doubt. Russell Westbrook. I, Russell Westbrook, without a doubt. Blake Griffin, in my opinion, without a Greek uh. freak. Greek freak. Lots of stars. Nobody is a bigger star than LeBron. Am I right? He is the biggest. I would say that he's... Hmm. Durant? I think he's I think still Steph the guy. Is like, st- I feel like Steph is like becoming bigger because... He is so much more relatable to little kids. Little you kids know, love because him. Li- My son loves him. Yeah, because they all loves are him. like, he's little, I'm little, yeah. I can, I'm going to be able, I could be a basketball player. Like, he's he gets half everybody white, hope. I'm half white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly white. Yeah, no, no but, there, but there is a moment. Like, you're this, like, he this, makes it, like, he's like messy. You know, like the soccer player. Not he's not messy. Oh, as a person, Messi. But Leon, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 but I will say Messi this. is like 5'9", five, 5'10". So for every regular person out there who's like, I'm not six foot six. I'm not. Yeah. All I can say is I went to the Clippers Golden State game and they got Clippers got blown out. But Golden State, it was when Steph, his first game back and he scored like 48 points. Every time he touched the ball, there was excitement in the mm-hmm. air. Like it was a different feeling in the room. Now, I'm I assuming know. that LeBron still has that as well. Oh, I'm sure LeBron still has that as well. Every time Steph touched it, it was like. Oh, he's going to shoot. He's going to shoot from way back there. Yeah. Oh, he's going to fake the shot. And now he's going to the rack. And right. it's like insane every single time. I just don't think like the common person can understand how incredible LeBron is. Yeah. That's the only problem is like because we know because we're sports fans that LeBron gets better at something different every mm-hmm. year. Yep. And he is a dynamic player. Whereas Steph is not going to dunk the ball. No. You know, he's a three-point shooter, pretty much. And he steps across half court, and and he's he's in range. And he's great to dribble. Yeah, I mean, he's an incredible dribbler. So, like... Pretty good defender, too. He's become better. I think he's just more popular right now because... LeBron's been around longer. That's right. New flavor. New flavor. I mean, but think about LeBron, okay? Gronk, as we talked about before, 6'7", 260, mm-hmm. maybe. 250, I think he's a little lighter because he can move really well. And he's runs – it's like impossible to cover, throw the ball up, and he gets it. LeBron is 6'8", 245. <laughs> okay, so he's an inch t- – so as athletic and great as Gronk, dominating as he is. can jump like probably like four or six inches higher than Gronk. Mm-hmm. So that means you could just lob it over them. He could be in a he could be an NFL. He could tight be the end greatest tight end of all time. Yeah, like oh, immediately step in the league yes. and be the best that there is. Yes. Probably not a great blocker, but you never know. You but never he also know. wouldn't settle for anything but the best. Exactly That's right. what I like about him so That's much right. as an athlete. And he gives back. He's like he's gotten political lately, which I think is dope. I like love he is it. just like we about he's like dunking on everybody. Yep. Like Duncan it doesn't on, even matter. Dunking on Lauren Laura Ingram, Ingram or whatever, or whatever dumbass dumb name is. is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. We can't even remember it. But uh, yeah, he is he is figuratively dunking on people and literally mm-hmm. dunking on fools, which which I think is great. And you know, again, we talked about it at the beginning. We don't need to get into it again. But it, he does have a mouthpiece, and people follow him. Yeah. Unlike Barkley, he's like, I want to be a role model. Yeah. I actually he wants it. I will take right. this mantle. Having not having had one when he was growing up, or not having mm-hmm. had a father around when he was growing up, he's like, I'm going to be that role model. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't begrudge him in that at all. And so I I truly I thought, okay, this also game is kind of cool the picking of the teams is kind of cool and yeah, will we I see that like will we see that in other leagues maybe that could oh, be man. great yeah. well you know what that would be really fun there's, a, that be fun? there's a thing yeah. with basketball where it almost feels 
more organic. Like a pickup game. Pickup games. You think about pickup games. You think about yeah. There's no pickup hockey. It feels like basketball is trying to lean more towards when it wants to have fun, like the N one mixtape tour, tour. the Sprite N one mixtape tour, where it's just fun and the announcers involved in the game and calling the every time someone makes a crazy Mm -hmm. move. I mean, the All Star game was exciting. There was defense. I I also think in the NBA, a young guy can come in and make a huge impact. Like Donovan Mitchell comes out of nowhere yeah. and like now the Utah Jazz win nine in a row and this guy wins the slam dunk contest and you're like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And then you find out, oh, wait, oh, shit, he was in the room as a 13-year-old when LeBron James made the decision. Mm-hmm. When he said, I'm taking my town, like, Donovan Mitchell was in that room as a 13-year-old. How really? crazy is that? Yeah, I just read that. So he was a 13-year-old. Wow. He was in the Boys room. and Girls Club? Yes. That's oh, crazy. And now he's like the sort of this. <laughs> or you think about Lou Williams like the, yeah. for the Clippers. Like, there's a guy who like – you know, was in the shadow of everyone, and then all of a sudden they, they clean house, and now he has to be the guy. And he steps up, and he is that guy. Well, you can always tell how dominant a player is when they get hurt, and then what happens to the team after they get hurt. So it's how valuable they are. It's like the, that's that whole war thing. Will win, the, will win the above wins above replacement. Will the Braves ever be good again? <laughs> We're in a Speaking rebuilding of... decade. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, all. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, I'm assuming yes. They could. Eventually, the Cardinals. Cr- the Cardinals really crushed your dreams in that one game playoff. <laughs> when that was the Braves team that had it. Yeah, that, that, that was the that one that Chipper. Some... Uh, that was was that his retirement game. Yeah, like the last game yeah. that he essentially. That was so hard. And who was the pitcher? Walk. Like Medvit, Medvid, or someone? Forgot. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Kevin his... Medvin. Yeah, uh, he was like twelve and zero, and no one could touch him. And yeah. then the Cardinals tapped him. Did it? Do you? Are you excited about Chipper Jones? Or I mean, is he your guy or no? No, John Rocker's always been my guy. Stop it. I'm not kidding. Stop it. I think he's the great, one of the best relief pitchers of all time. Yeah, he was just, just a good guy. Up. He was lights out. He was lights out. He was so out, good he was until, I mean, obviously, I don't like him as a person. I know he's a terrible human but being. But he's an incredible pitcher. Pick and he was our wild thing. Hey, you Gene Garber. Go back and watch Gene yeah, Garber. Go back from there. The early Bruce Suter. <laughs> Gene Garber was. No, Gene. Terry Pendleton was probably my favorite, like, batter, batter. Um,. Cardinal Dale Murphy, too? I always loved. Did um, I? Do we tell you like Dale Murphy called into this show? <clears throat> we had him on the show, and then our old show, Cheap Seats. Mm-hmm. We had a, did a Steve Garvey celebrity golf turn and oh, bill nice. fishing tournament. Uh-huh. We made fun of. And on that show, there was a guy who wasn't an athlete, wasn't an actor. His name was Earl Christensen. Earl Christensen, in but Lake, they only called him Earl, Earl from Toshiba. I guess he worked for the company that sponsored the event. <laughs> okay. And he like caught the biggest fish, and so he was like on camera, and they were like giving him shit. All the uh-huh. actors and the athletes were giving Earl. When you say actors, it was the sheriff from Murder She Wrote. Okay, so also actor- by the way, a bigger credit than we've ever had. It's so true. I can't really not. That's do. right. So Ron Mazak, the king of commercials. But uh, <laughs> so they were giving this guy tons of. Shit, Earl, Earl Toshiba. We found out from Dale Murphy that Earl Toshiba, Earl, Earl his name is no, not Earl Toshiba, Earl, but let's Earl, just call Earl. Earl from Toshiba, Earl's son played baseball in Dale Murphy's son's league, and they were on the same team, and so he knew him. So Dale, who was a fan of Cheap Seat, said, I know Earl Christensen. And I was like, okay, Dale. This is so this is crazy. I was like, Dale, can you? is he in your phone? Can you call yeah. him right now? And he was like, yeah, I can call him right now. <laughs> And then Dale Murphy said, and this is a few years back, he's like, 
how do you call another right. person on the phone? So then we had to explain to three Dale ways? Murphy, how to do. one of the greatest right. center fielders ever to play right. the game, number how three. to three-way dive. Th- uh, number just, three, can't do a three-way call. Can't do a three-way call. <laughs> oh, you know, damn. I was at the game where they retired his number at the stadium, and uh, he brought his family. You know, he's Mormon, so it looked like the team was taking the field. Like, there were so he is many Mormon. Games. Yeah, he's like, he's got a lot of yeah. He also loves great music he's a big wilco Wilco fan fan and he's like into that i also uh i mean one of my favorite stories ever from an atlanta brave was dusty baker told me this great story which i told on riggles picks this week so if you're listening to this and then you subscribe to our show which you don't judge me for telling the same story twice but uh so i was in a thai restaurant in northern california doing a comedy show Mm -hmm. obviously what else would you be doing and who walks in with their old white hunting buddies but Dusty, Dusty Baker. Baker. They come from the fort. They're all in camo. They had been hunting together. I'm like, listen, where I'm from, black people don't go hunting with white people. Because you it's going to end badly. You really don't know. He's gonna, someone's going to get Dick Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. uh, so anyway, he laughed at that, and he's like, oh, I remember. I remember living in Atlanta, you know. And I was, and I didn't remember that. And he goes, "Yeah, I didn't want to play for the Braves during because it was during civil rights." But yeah. Hank Aaron was my best friend, mm-hmm. and Hank Aaron's like, "You gotta come, you gotta come." Yep. And so I came and played for the Braves for because of Hank Aaron. And when Hank Aaron hit his seven fifty five, seven fifty seven fifty five, I was on deck. And no, his seven fourteen when he or seven fifteen seven fifteen. So he was on deck. That's that, right. So Dusty deck. Baker was on deck, and everyone's screaming and congratulating Hank Aaron. And then Hank Aaron crosses home plate, and everybody in the stadium leaves. And he goes, and I hit a double, and no one noticed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're not still bitter about that. That's nowhere near the surface. Like, did, he, <laughs> did he end that with damn racists? Uh, it was just, I love how he made it about him. I, I love how like, he well, made it all about him. That's why Dusty Baker's so good. Yeah. All right. Let's. Oh man, I uh, had to go SWV, right? Oh, I, love, I love the talking before it all starts. I love it. Oh, no, she isn't. She's not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We come back. We got quick hits, and I, I'm so happy we have a sports-minded person on this show that can go deep with us because I actually want to just tackle three big things that happened in the last week. Yep. So they're quick hits, but they're big things with our friend Sarah Tiana. She's got a brand new podcast. With uh, Rob Riggle. Called Riggle's Picks. Riggle's Picks. Also go see her live if she's doing Go see her live and go follow her on Twitter. She is fantastic. Uh, Right here, we are the Sklar Brothers, and we'll be back with more View from the Chief Seats right after this. All right, guys. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we are the Sklar Brothers. We should mention that we have a movie about poop, and it's in theaters uh, right now. Yes. Uh, it may theaters. not be there much longer, so go see it if you're in Atlanta. It is mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Randy, what's the theater? Uh, it is at the... Let me check right now. It's in Atlanta. It's in Minneapolis. It's in New York. It's in Kansas, it's in Kansas, City. Kansas City. It's in San Francisco. It's in L.A., uh, Toronto, and I bet Chicago. you've heard of this. It's in Cleveland. I bet you've heard of this um, movie theater in Atlanta. In Atlanta? You ready? Yeah, yeah. it's a cool At one. At the uh, Plaza Theaters. Oh. You know the Plaza mm-hmm. Theater, a really cool independent theater. Cleveland Tower City, Chicago at Facets. 
Uh, L.A. at the Lemley Santa Monica, New York City at the Village East, Kansas City, the uh, Screenland Tapcade, uh, San Francisco, the Roxy Theater, Minneapolis, the Imagine Lakeville, and Detroit Cinema Detroit. Uh, and it's available on demand. It's it got an eighty six on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my god, that's great! So look, here's the deal: like you, we we don't push out there and say support us. <laughs> You're not going to push way. a poop. We're pushing <laughs> this movie out. This this is your chance. If you listen to this podcast, we've been doing this podcast for free forever. We love doing it for free and ever. Advertisers are what pay for it, and that's how we believe something like this uh, should go out there to people. But every once in a while, we come forward and we ask you guys to turn around and support something that we've done uh, because it will allow more independent art like this to be made. So go on iTunes, go on Amazon, do it right now, uh, and buy the film and and watch it. I guarantee you it'll be 70 minutes, 69 minutes of of Pure, pure you'll fun. laugh. I haven't laughed at this hard. You know, it's a lot. It's not just me and Randy. Obviously, it's a lot of funny people, but I haven't laughed this hard in a long time at the movie. So I think you guys will love it. So I, haven't la- I truthfully have not laughed this hard since I watched The Florida Project. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's get to some let's quick Let's get to some quick hits. Uh, Sarah T., you were at the All-Star Game. So yes. you heard... This version, if we can get it there, if there's no like commercial at the Star Spangled Banner, acclaimed <laughs> singer, we're gonna break it down. Say, say, waitress, actress. I said actress. I said, and why is this guy holding a thousand? Fergie. Fergie, the announcer sable sounds just like Ari Shafir, by the way. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay, okay, this became this, this, this part is good, sort of jazz improvisational thing. Tiana just made a face. What are people doing in the crowd while this is happening? We're all looking around. Like, Like, am I the only one that is hearing? Is everyone making a face like they just smelled something they didn't want to smell? Everyone's making the face that Draymond makes when they show Draymond. It's like if the entire stable center could have a who farted face. (laughs) This would be it. But... Clay Thompson just looking down like he doesn't want to see. No, this this is why players are kneeling down. They're protest. They're protesting this. Yeah. Did you say protesting? They're protesting. They're just protesting. Out of protesting. LeBron is trying to keep it together. Chance the rapper is like, no fucking way. Yeah. I didn't get asked to do this. You ain't got no problem. You got no problem with me. <laughs> okay. I mean, th- she's got a great voice. Okay. I'm gonna actually make a case for this song for it. Ooh, she got a little jazzy on it. Ooh. You know what I mean? At the end is where she really takes yeah. it to a place where you're like, what? What song are we listening it's very to? very sexy. Where, I'm like, where? Yeah, you, an anthem should never be sexy. Are you? <laughs> like, no one's ever described the national anthem for Israel as sexy. Bob? There she goes. Joel Embiid is like, I'm not from here, and I don't claim this place. <laughs> All the Canadians are like, Let's please, please sing out Canada. Dragic is like, thank God I'm not. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Hey. There he is. Draymond Green is like cracking up. Banner yet wave. <laughs> Draymond Green cannot hold it together. He cannot. And watch the, Jimmy, Kimmel Jimmy Kimmel losing his shit. Like trying to keep it together. By the way. Cheers. Can't do that. Can't do that. I'd like to see people do that. Okay. Steph Curry. Again, cracks up like nobody's business. All right. Okay. So it it felt like what was the, it's like the 
right. She no, didn't you need don't to need say to that. say that. No one ever Kidoki. says let's play. No one ever says let's play some basketball. Let's There's play the, some, some of the baseball. Let's play some basketball. That <laughs> okay. sounds like the a song, like a lost song from that one Disney animated show about New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that movie? You mean about the girl? The princess was, and yeah. the frog? Princess Tiana? Yeah, Princess, princess Tiana. Tiana. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. So it did, it did feel Do like you a Disney song. Do you guys want to know my theory? Of course. Sure. I think... Where have the Black Eyed Peas been recently? Have, they I have mean, not come out with new albums. No. Okay. <laughs> so I think they have been playing a healthy diet of Florida-based rich people bar and bat mitzvahs. Okay. <laughs> when you do that, I mean, imagine mm-hmm. Sarah, if you were just mm-hmm. like you—the only thing you perform are corporate at, gigs. Are, are corporate? Like, <laughs> you do yeah, a year yeah, yeah. or two years right. full of corporate gigs. You have to take all your material that you know to be one way and then shift it into no edgy jokes. You got to make it just all about Motorola and all right. about this. So they're not the playing. Thing. Let's get retarded. They're playing. Let's get, get it started. started. You right. understand? So. There, so you've now gone into that mode, and then suddenly you're like, you've got a spot in the original room at the comedy store. <laughs> That's where she was. You're, she, she was, she lost. Took the she bar was mitzvah. lost in the bar mitzvah. She took the bar mitzvah style and brought it. And the problem is they sang in their song, uh, you know, Raise the Glass. They said not Raise the Glass, but something Mazel Tov. They said Mazel Tov in the song, oh, which yeah. means Mazel you're going to get booked at so many bar and bar mitzvahs. So in that way. This is how you know this is a bad rendition. This is the kind of thing that. Your mom or our mom would say sounds amazing. That was good. That was good. I liked it. Loved it. And you're like, yeah, I I liked it. I mean, remember when your mom's like sewing your bandanas? (laughs) I liked it. I thought it was inspirational. (laughs) <laughs> Remember when Whitney Houston sang the national yes. anthem at the 1992 Have you, we, we played Super Bowl? That. We played that here. That is unbelievable. You cannot top that national anthem. Like after she finished that, I was like, "This woman is going to die in a bathtub." That is- That's how good that anthem is. <laughs> yeah, that is die in a bathtub. Good. Right. That is definitely a lot of water right, for Houston again. Right, uh, so, that, I mean, I just felt like, listen, you, you hire there. Fergie, you get. Fergie. That's right. Okay, so don't you be complaining <laughs> about right. what Fergie do to the anthem. You're gonna she get a Fergie sandwich. You're gonna get a Fergie sandwich, yeah. whether you want it or not. She you, has a. She you can't has a order lyric. roast beef and a, and get and expect a salad. She has saying? a lyric in her song that says, "I be up in the gym just working on my fitness." <laughs> so you have to take that lady, and you want her to sing the national anthem. By the way, she will make it freaky. I'm just gonna say that's very sexy. To me. Um, <laughs> All right. I don't know. Like She'd I said, it's a black Super Bowl. It's a very difficult room. Oh yeah. Why was so she doing it? So that's also difficult. That's you got to put Nicki Minaj room. up in there. Yeah, there's oh. a reason Kevin Hart did the intros. Yeah. So he, so in my opinion, what like to me, this would be the perfect place to bring back Lauren Hill. Ooh. You know what I mean, Lauren Hill. Oh my she God. would definitely not be on time, but she would be. Exactly. She would kill it. Mm-hmm. Just and then she's just notoriously the, at, four hours in the late. middle of the yeah, song. Just she just out. explains why she was in <laughs> in late on her taxes. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad. I don't feel like Fergie should have had to apologize. She should not have to apologize. It wasn't. I actually will her. say it's God a little something different. Trying. We hear the same damn anthem every time, and I appreciate her for going. Right, what else you got right? Vacating wins in Louisville. The Louisville, you know, Rick Patino hookers, uh, hookers frank, frank. went down on him and took him <laughs> <them> down. <laughs> yeah, love it. So, what do they do with the banner? Do they take it down? I and say then you they t- did take it down. You well, take then. it down and then you turn oh. it into tablecloths. 
that they then put at the Italian restaurant where he banged that chick for 15 <laughs> seconds. seconds. 15 seconds of fame. How come she hasn't written that book, 15 seconds of fame? That's a great title for a book. She probably signed a non-disclosure. Yeah, 15 seconds of fame. That's probably what the 15 seconds of infamy. That's going to be the title of my book now. 15 seconds of freedom. Well, here's the thing. PEDs are not allowed, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like young boys having sex with strippers is a performance-enhancing drug. Yes. In a way. Gives you the confidence that you... That is, in many ways, an aphrodisiac that can be considered. Mm -hmm. There are pheromones released. Things get released. Yes, make me want to sign. Activate, yeah. I mean, look, you can't... Listen... We could all sit here and say the NCAA is just a duplicitous, right. terrible organization that does not. I, you, don't get us started. We think all the money that is generated by college athletes should go into an escrow account that continues to earn money that when you graduate, you receive that money. So, therefore, if you are a superstar player who leaves early, you never get it. The NBA, that goes back to the other players. That goes back to mm-hmm. the other players. Right. So, good for you. You already made your money in the NBA. That's what you're doing. You already made your money in the NFL. You already made your money in baseball or hockey, whatever. You made well, let's say money. you think you should go and you go out and then you come back and you're like, that was a mistake and you come back and graduate. Then you get your money. Again. Get your money. Mm-hmm. But all that money, it is not good. So, that bothers me that like the players aren't Ugh, paid. I know. In, in a certain way. I mean, they're trying to, I guess, preserve something. But. I mean, yeah, they're trying to preserve so, but, their own. They're probably they're their preserve their own ass. But is vacating the win because really Michigan doesn't? Michigan played against them in that championship game, but I don't. Trey Burke, clean block. Yeah, sure. Just but they they don't they don't really get to raise a banner at Michigan, do they? They I don't. don't not no, they that. won't. They won't. They, they won't, won't get to raise a banner. I don't even remember. Like it's from 2013, right? 2012, like, 2013. Yeah, yeah. I we mean, remember it because Michigan's our team. But, but yes. the point yes. is that like. Is that the best way to punish the school? No, because you know what? Those guys are gone. Those guys are gone. The teams are gone. The games were played for whatever reason. It it was Bruce Pearl keeps getting jobs. How does Bruce Pearl? Bruce Pearl was like in trouble at Iowa. I have no idea who Bruce Pearl is. Bruce Pearl, he was at Iowa, then he was at Tennessee, Tennessee, and then he got out of there, and then he went into the broadcast booth, and now he's at Auburn. All of a sudden, Auburn's like 24 and 2, and you're like, when did Auburn get so good at bad? Oh, Bruce Pearl's there. Yeah. So, so Bruce Pearl and his bag man came, and all of a sudden, like, these top-notch blue-chip recruits starting uh, ending up down there, and this team that Auburn that could never win 12 games in a season. I mean, Auburn hasn't been good since Barkley played. Uh, That's it. I mean, there is really no – can you tell me one sense. great Auburn I mean, I'm team? sure there have been decent ones that have made Maybe, the tournament. But I doubt but it. You're, this is not, you know, a basketball powerhouse. Yeah. No. And so Bruce Pearl is someone who just complete- – so why not send a message to the institutions – don't hire this guy. So don't hire Rick Patino. Right. You're going to, you know, yeah. if you, so how do you do that? You got to like slap the shit out of the school. You know what I mean? Like get, get Yeah, you certainly on. can't punish the players that are there now, you know, or like you any can't, other. You can't, but you, what you, you can, can what do you is can you can say, say you, you guys, guys don't, no, can't play in the postseason. You guys get no scholarships. No, no scholarships and you can't play in the postseason. So all those kids will transfer. Right. And the program sinks down and it is what it is. It's so like, you hey man, for- you made the mistake by covering up for this guy and I mean, it is mm-hmm. institutional on every level. Like, you think about what's happening in Michigan State. You're like, institutional. Mm-hmm. And D'Antonio just got another contract. And what's insane is I heard people at Michigan State were upset about the fact that in the outside the lines thing, they felt like it was lumped together, the Larry Nasser stuff and the sexual assault stuff by the players. And I was like, you yeah. know, it's not lumped together no one mistook. Nobody thought that Michigan State football players were perform, performing uh, 
biological exams on young female athletes. No. no. Unless you're an idiot, you didn't put those two stories together. What they were saying was this entire institution has a problem of covering up mistakes and problems. That's all they were saying. And in that case, they can put it together. But come on. Don't tell me that Izzo's a guy of character. Don't tell me that D'Antonio's a guy of character. It, until this whole investigation is done, until we know exactly what they've done. If they come out smelling fine, then you can say, all right, fine. Yeah, but I, I, this is where I think you got to punish the institutions. Yeah. And literally lay it down on them and be like, look, you want to get in bed with this person? You're you're taking a huge Colleges risk. Colleges cover up so much in, in every facet. I mean, this is like the Me Too movement in yeah. some ways. If we're going un- to pull back this carpet, you're going to see a lot of shit under there. It's going to get real bad. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Speaking of getting bad, uh, <laughs> Mark Cuban over the weekend or this past week like went on. Whose podcast? Dr. J's podcast. Mark Cuban did. And Dr. J has yeah, a podcast. Dr. J has he a podcast. He does not know how to put to it. Dr. J and Dr. Laura. They call it the doctors. <laughs> I wish Dr. J's podcast was all like WebMD stuff. You know right. what I mean? It was just him. Is that Yeah, he's yeah, like, like Steve Agee. He's exams on random women. Yeah, no. It's him, <laughs> Steve Agee, and Busy Phillips. Um, <laughs> so uh, Mark Cuban on this pod, on Dr. J's podcast, talked about sitting around with the Mavericks players and said... Uh, and saying to them, guys, we tanked the last year and a half. We can't do that anymore. Okay, so he, fine. You want to say that to your players and be honest with your players and have the type of relationship where you're a player's owner and you're sort of that guy? Fine. Mm-hmm. You cannot say that to Dr. J that then we'll get out to the public. Can't even say it to Dr. Laura. Can I? I mean. What do you mean? You can't tell uh, the world that, that you, you tanked. tanked. Oh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, like, because you're saying that it. You're, th- then there's something you're like not caring about your that the team isn't playing well because they're actually on purpose because they want to get draft picks. Can't do that. Can't do that. Like, oh, he so kind of basically admitted that the Mavericks were tanking to get better draft picks. Oh, on a I thought you used to say we're saying like we sucked last year. We have to do better. Well, I think he'll try and spin it that way. But the way it came out, and certainly the way it sounded like he intended to when he was talking to his players, is like, guys, we can't tank anymore. Which is right. like, that's whoop, not whoop, good. Whoop. <laughs> You can't tank <laughs> at all. Like right. get rid of Don't the be tanking war. nothing. But it's not illegal, right? It's it not is. Ali- it is illegal to tank. It's now illegal it to is. shave points and it's illegal to So if you are actively not playing to win, that's in some Pete Rose territory. Because what if people have money on it? And oh, then, yeah, like, what if you're sure. connected that way? Like, there's. I thought that that was the whole thing with everybody always sitting all their players, like, two weeks before the playoffs and, like, the end of the season. Well, like... that's not tanking because you've got play. I mean, that is certainly affecting the outcome of the game, but if both teams are doing it, then that's a different story. I don't think you should be allowed to do that either. Like, I think you should. I, mean, I, I think know. everybody's got to play every game. People pay money to go see. Like, if you paid money, let's say you paid money to see the, like, the uh, yeah, the Cavs and the, the Warriors. Cavs and the Warriors, and none everyone of the guys sits. <laughs> like, what are we? Why did That's I do my, this? It's my dream. <laughs> everyone no, sits. No, uh, yeah, no, that wouldn't be fun. You wouldn't to... be out down with that as a fan. That's a that's a knock on the fans. It is. Uh, it's a right. knock on the fans. But... The, the podcast is Riggles Picks, and Sarah is a key part of that. Um, yeah. Go see her live. Any live shows coming soon? Um, well, I mean, in March I'll be in La Jolla, and then sorry, I had to cancel some shows. So I have a ton of. I'll be in Nashville in April Good. and uh, Indiana. 
Yeah. Nice. Uh, Bloomington, you going to? Uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Great. Comedy Attic, Club. phenomenal. You're yeah. going to do great there. Go see Sarah Tiana, and they can go to where? SarahTiana.com. That's Sarah with an H, Tiana with a Tiana. Like uh, the princess. Like the prince. Like the, like the New Orleans princess. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming by. I love. I just love talking sports with you. It's really one of thanks my favorite for things to me. do and just hanging out. All right, this is Middle America, Steve Malcolmus and the Jicks. Really beautiful song that he wrote, and I'm love so happy it. they have a new album. Uh, we'll be back right after this with a special guest. Beautiful. Crush me back to where I belong. Hold me down when I'm anchor strong. Fill me up till I overflow in the winter time. Alright, guys, welcome back to the show. I love Sarah Tiana. She makes me happy. Um, thank you guys for listening. Go see Poop Talk the movie before we get out of here. We got a voicemail from our old buddy Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. And He's he at the Olympics. In. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Um, like he could have swam there, maybe. I don't know. Maybe no, he's stationed in North Korea making another movie. Who knows? He, he could be making his next There's movie. There's only North- one way to find out, and that's to listen to his voicemail. Check it out. Jason, Randy, get at me. What's up? It's me, Nicholas Cage. What is it going? You doing? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm so amped right now. I'm here in South Korea. And I'm enjoying every minute of the Olympics. You know, I say I don't give two shits that they had to clear out 58,000 trees to make room for the downhill skiing. Guess what? Cage in skiing. Boom. And I'll tell you guys what gets me more hype than any other Olympic event, in which, of course, of course, you're talking about things that Nicolas Cage loves in this world. It's my son, Kal-El, the movie Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. And, of course... My favorite Olympic sport, which is ice dancing, all right? And I'm talking specifically about ice dancing. I don't mean that fucking fake shit. Um, ice skating, all right? I want the ice dancing. I don't want to see triple lutzes. I want to see people doing elaborate dance moves set to completely conservative and uh, tasteful music, all right? I don't want anything set to Hamilton or, you know, anything like that. I want it to be old Super old, super um, not timely at all, and I love seeing the the dresses. You know Nicolas Cage would wear, like, half the things that the female skaters are wearing. I would wear that out to a club in Romania and not give two shits about it. All right, guys, so you guys keep watching the Olympics. Go America, go Romania, go Estonia. Let's keep this fucking thing rocking all the way. I want the Olympics to go on for the next five years. I'm really excited. All right, baby. Woo! So, yeah, just, um, yeah, the Olympics. It's pretty cool. All right. Bye, guys. Be well. I don't know if he's watching the same Olympics. Uh, is he watching the same Olympics that we're watching? I'm just grateful that he's, that he's calling into our show. I'm uh, surprised he didn't call it the Olympic yeah, you know I mean, like just dropping one letter from it. I don't know. The Olympic would be great if you just kept referring to it as the Olympic. We're the Sklar brothers. This We're the Sklar brother. This has been viewed from the cheap seats. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for checking out Poop Talk the movie. Uh, and we'll uh, hey, guess what? We're in Rochester tonight. Yes, if you're in upstate New York and you're a fan of ours, Buffalo, nearby Rochester. Syracuse, I don't even know how far Syracuse is. Come to the club in Rochester Comedy at Carlson. It is 
a phenomenal club. Our buddy Nate Fridson is with us. This is Afternoon Youth Lagoon. Enjoy it as we go to break. As we go out for the show. Yeah, go out. It's not a break. This is the break till the next break episode. Break till the next episode. There we go. Punch till the Waterfalls. next episode. We are out. Squad Brothers Punch Waterfalls. Oh.